Hello, everyone. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Yitz Epstein. I am a narcissistic abuse life coach. Today, I'm going to be talking about the role of imagination and fantasy with regards to abuse. First, I wanted to start off with some definitions of both imagination and fantasy. The imagination is defined as the faculty or action of forming new ideas or images or concepts of external objects not present to the senses. Fantasy is defined as the faculty or activity of imagining things, especially things that are impossible or improbable. Childhood abuse itself is not necessarily the most damaging element in the child's development. In fact, if a child has someone to confide in after abuse, the damages are mitigated significantly. A parent or relative who can validate the abuse and pain profoundly mitigates the damages as a child is still on a deep core level feels protected, safe, and not entirely abandoned. Without this support, the child is left to their own devices to self-soothe, emotionally regulate, and essentially they are left in a terrified world all alone, a truly devastating and traumatic experience for any child. In this loneliness and pervasive feeling of all-consuming abandonment, the child's imagination and fantasy are going to play a key role in the damages. Firstly, the mind has a way of creating meaning out of events, looking for patterns, consistencies, and this is done in order to feel in control, to feel safe. When a child is emotionally dysregulated, the mind will create reasons for these negative feelings, often coming to the erroneous conclusion that that it was their fault the abuse occurred. In this instance, the child will feel safe and in control, oftentimes lying to themselves, at least feeling like they're the cause And if they can correct something, if they would have done something differently within, the abuse and abandonment would not have occurred. Secondly, the imagination has a way of dramatizing and catastrophizing a situation. With a child, the negative feeling gets blown into a horror story, which further perpetuates the fear and the negative emotions. Thirdly, the imagination of how negative things are makes it difficult to see what is actually occurring. This is why narcissistic abuse is so devastating since the victim is not able to see the true cause and the abuser's mental abuse, the damaged emotional brain, the overactive emotional brain. And then the subsequent imagination of what is occurring create emotional chaos and a psychological prison, grossly misinterpreting what is going on in front of them. When a child is injured... They fantasize about being saved, or I should say they oftentimes fantasize about being saved, cared for, rescued, loved, and protected by someone, most usually a parent. This deep desire does not end after the abuse and does not end even into adulthood. The child will take this deep desire into adulthood and usually manifest a partner or attract or be attracted to partners who play into this desire to be saved, to be protected, usually a narcissistic abuser. The desire to be helped is so pervasive that it trumps any desire for true, healthy connection. Victims in this way give off an energy of desire to be saved by a parent, which is inappropriate for adult relationships. Narcissistic abusers exploit this need and desire and hold it over their victim's head, string them along, control and manipulate them to become a source of supply, all while the victim yearns, hopes, and works to get the unconditional love and protection never received while being abused in childhood. The imagination is what we use to predict the future, or at least identify what the future might look like. We imagine a reality that doesn't necessarily exist, 
But in reality, we can only imagine something based on that which we have been previously exposed to, ideas and pictures that we could have been exposed to. When a person has experienced childhood trauma, they are lost and usually riddled with a pervasive fear of the unknown. This fear is a fear of being vulnerable and experiencing yet again another traumatic event. These fears, however, get blown way out of proportion with this faculty of imagination and fantasy. The abuse victim's pain and full of fear starts to imagine negative situations playing out, worst case scenarios, and constantly worrying about these occurring. With these scenarios, the child and later adult perceives that these experiences, which are very real because ultimately they believe, and children do believe their imagination, they do live in essentially an imagined world. Without this dialed down and healed, the child, and even later the adult, imagines the threat that still exists today, and thus the need for constant defenses, protection, continuous protection, and rescuing from. These threats may no longer exist. However, the imagined threat and unresolved trauma becomes a lifelong struggle to emotionally regulate and move, move past these pervasive fears. To a helpless child, abuse is not just painful. It is a shattering of safety and stability, destroys a child's ability to feel safe enough to be open to new experiences, to be vulnerable, and ultimately grow. This is the core cause of developmental stunting and ultimately narcissistic manipulators. <clears throat> a wounded emotional brain is of the main effects of childhood trauma. The unsoothed and, and Emotionally hijacked amygdala becomes overwhelming for a child who imagines the worst when being traumatized. Healing includes learning to regulate the emotions and identifying the dramatizing and catastrophizing, catastrophizing the traps the mind of the victim and entails leaving the psychological mental prison of the mind and learning to leave old stories of childhood of being a victim and being helpless behind. It includes identifying how the imagination has created false realities based on the pain, taking back the power of the imagination, and using it to imagine a better future when one where abuse does not occur. This is primarily done by staying present in the moment and realizing that the present moment is all that exists. A lot of the fears we have are imagined fears, so when we control our imagination, when we take back this faculty and, and, and use it for the good and use it for health, then we can manifest and create reality in health. The future is imagined and the past abuse isn't necessarily occurring now. In reality, it is only a painful memory. Not to undermine it, it certainly is real. However, when healing, staying present will allow you to really see past uh, the, the false narrative and the false pictures that our imagination creates. By staying present, one can see how the past is only present with regards to the emotions and the wounds and the memories, like I mentioned, which can be worked through and healed. It will help alleviate the, alleviate the overreactive imagination that keeps us in a fear-based mindset, defended, and ultimately in dis-ease. And this is something you are struggling with, certainly not alone. Many people struggle with this specific issue emotional regulation, ultimately their overreactive imagination and fantasy. It's important to understand that your mind plays tricks on you, plays games, and when you are wounded and you are in pain, it oftentimes brings about the worst case scenario, and oftentimes this fear keeps us stuck. 
This is why healing your wounds of childhood is so imperative to health. Identifying how your mind was wounded as well. Negative thoughts, negative ideas, mistreatment, negative experiences really do cause emotional damage, which ultimately hijacks the brain and really oftentimes lead us to chaos and breakdowns. If you have emotional wounds, if you have been traumatized, if you have been narcissistically abused, please do reach out. I'd love to help you learn how to emotionally regulate, stay present in the moment, and combat and work with the mind, I should say, so you can be optimal health and ultimately be able to manifest relationships that reflect that very healthy uh, relationship with yourself and inside. Please do reach out. I offer a free 15-minute consultation. I'd love to chat with you and see how I can be of service to you. I can reach it. Yitz, Y-I-T-Z, at psychologicalhealingcenter.com by phone 252-696-4852. Once again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It's an absolute honor to bring you this information today. I look forward to uh, being with you on our next podcast. Once again, thank you so much. All the best.